Hey, welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast that explores adventures for retired people. We're so glad you're back with us. We are Cindy and Kurt Liljadal, retired school teachers who have a passion for adventure. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a trip we took out west with some friends of ours to the Grand Canyon. Yep, that was a great one. It was a wonderful trip. But first, our life lesson. That's right. We're going to start our podcast time with a short life lesson. They're actually coming out of a book I wrote, wink, wink. It's called Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad. You can buy it on Amazon for a whole $6.99. It's a bargain. It is. And it's a good one. It's it's a lot of the stuff that I taught my students and my daughters as they were growing up and I was teaching them. Okay, so what's the life lesson? Move every day. I know we think we're not going to get old. We really don't. But I've noticed as I've gotten older, it's tougher and tougher. But if you sit, I don't know, it kind of compounds itself. Oh, yeah. Getting out of bed in the morning, you hear all the oh, the creaks and the groans. And it's, it's different than it was 20 years ago. It's a lot different. You know, you got to keep moving. I like to do a daily stretch. Takes me about 20 to 30 minutes. Cindy goes out running. I go out walking. Yeah. You you keep active. Yeah. All right. So that's a good life lesson. Because once you stop, it's tough to get going again. This episode, we're going to talk about an adventure that helped me check something off my bucket list, and that was to go to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I didn't really know you could do that. Well, I didn't either. I found out through a cousin of mine or something that there's a ranch down there called Phantom Ranch, and you can actually stay there if you get to the bottom. And we were really lucky because some friends of ours that retired about the same time we did, they also had that same dream. Yeah, they're they're big hikers. They love to hike, and they wanted that dream too. So we kind of collaborated together on this one. And decided to do a camping out west trip, which included a hike to the bottom. Yeah, it, all four of us lined up in the car. We, got a, we were going to go on a road trip. But first of all, we had to plan this thing. And Phantom Ranch, being where it's at in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, is not an easy place to get reservations for. Yeah. How it happened was we actually got together on a morning in October, the year in advance, got together at a little cafe, and we all had our phones out, and we started calling. And it took, you know, what, 30 minutes before one of us actually got through. Yeah, one of us finally got through, and so we, we got the reservations for Phantom Ranch. We didn't get in a cabin, which is fine. Those probably would be expensive. We were in these dorms, but we decided we were going to do one night in the cabin because originally our friends kind of wanted to do a rim-to-rim. That's where you start at the south rim and go to the north rim or the north rim and go to the south rim, but I didn't know if my knee could handle all of that walking in a couple days. I didn't think I could handle that period. But so with the reservations, we we didn't get a cabin, but we did get into the dormitories. And we really thought we would be a shoe-in for a, a backcountry pass, which in about a month after we got our Phantom Ranch reservations, we got denied. Yeah, that was my theory. If you have a reservation at the Phantom Ranch, I thought you would get to be able to camp down in the canyon too. But come to find out, you need backcountry passes for that. So we had the reservation at the Phantom Ranch. I didn't want to go all the way down to Phantom Ranch, which is about on the trail. We did about nine miles. So basically, we decided we were going to do what they call an up-down. You go to the river and back. Spent one night at Phantom Ranch. Yeah, and it was beautiful. We'd been to the Grand Canyon a couple times, but you never really see the bottom of it. 
what is it? They say that the one percenters out of the five million people that That's visit right. Canyon every year, only one percent actually see the bottom and, or get to the bottom. And we are in that one percent club. It was a nice hike. So just, you know, heads up, plan a year in advance because it's really hard to get a reservation. And we went for October when it wouldn't be so hot. It gets really warm in the summer and they kind of don't recommend doing this. So oh. yeah, October plus being retired, you know, one of the greatest things about retirement, in my opinion, traveling is you get to travel in off seasons. You get to go to these places when the crowds aren't as bad. And believe me, there was a lot of people there in October. I was amazed how many people. I, I thought people worked for a living. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So we started our trip. You know, we all went together in one car. We brought all of our camping gear. Road trip. Yep. And we headed out west. And the first thing we did was stop at Arches National Park. Our friends hadn't been there. We went there with the girls one year. And if you've never been to Arches National Park or you've never been to a national park, I highly suggest you start going there. They do have hotels and stuff like that around, but one of the advantages of being old again, once again, at 60, I believe it is, you can get a national park pass for the rest of your life for like 80 bucks. They just raised it from like 10 bucks. And you can go in any national park, and our national parks are amazing. And you can also even get that pass, and it saves money if you're going to go to a lot of um, national parks. Yeah, but that's just for a year pass. Right, just for a year. So we, we took off. We headed out west, and we are driving out west to go to the Grand Canyon. And we get there. We, get a, we have a campground. We had a reservation at the South Rim. We did, but on the way there... Tell them the tuba story. Yes. We uh, were, we were, <laughs> that's too fun. We were, I mean, you're going through this land that is like beautiful, but God forsaken. And it's not your average city where there's a hotel everywhere. And we decided, oh, okay, there's this little town of Tuba, Arizona coming up. And instead of getting all the camping gear out, let's just spend a night in a hotel on the way out. Yeah, and it was pretty warm, so I don't know if camping would have been a great option. But we get into Tuba, and lo and behold, they're having class reunion weekend. And there was not a hotel, motel, cockroach inn, whatever, to be found in the whole town. Yeah, everything sold out. So we decided we better go, okay, Flagstaff's about another hour away. Not on the way to Grand Canyon, but that's what we had to do. And a storm was coming in. Remember oh, we right. saw that on the on the radar? Yeah, a big storm was coming in. So that kind of what's ruled out camping. But we... We're driving along and we come to this, I don't know, it's like a nice little tiny village truck stop area slash Indian reservation. And they had a hotel and they had the gift shop. And I mean, it was a really, really nice place on this beautiful river. And I went inside. The sign said no vacancy. I said, well, I'm going to ask. I got to go bathroom anyway, so I might as well go in. And I asked the dude, I said, hey, do you got a room for the night? He says, well, we're having this big celebration this weekend. And we're booked up, but a guy just canceled about 30 minutes ago. So if you want one room, two queen beds, I can give it to you. I'm like, dude, we're in. Yeah, so slumber party. Yeah, well, we get along good with our friends, so sharing a room wasn't that big a deal. But we got that room. We got up the next day. We had a good time that night going to the uh, Indian celebration celebration that they had. And we got up the next day and drove to Grand Canyon. We got to the Grand Canyon, and we had to find our campground, which, once again, we had reservations for, which is good, because they do sell out. The The ranger told me they'd been booked solid since, like, March. 
it's amazing. There were so many people in that, but they move people well. They do. National parks definitely know how to move people. But once again, I thought people like worked for a living. So <laughs> I, I thought they wouldn't be there in October. Lots of visitors. But that first night we, you know, set up camp. We took a couple short little hikes, getting to know places, especially finding our, where the trailhead started. And the bus, they, they have buses that'll take you to the trailhead. Right, so we had to figure all of that out, but we you know, got to bed early because the next morning we were taking off early. We were going to go down the, what they call the South Kaibab Trail. It's about 24.2 kilometers, and you know, they, it's what it, it is what it is. They say seven to eight hours. It's downhill the whole time. Now, heads up, if you've ever walked downhill for 24 kilometers, be prepared for some pain. Yeah, we actually trained. We started working out, climbing steps at our neighbors down to the lake for a couple months. And man, that was that helped a lot. Our neighbors, their, their house sits above the lake we live on and they have like 42 steps going down to it. And so we would go up and down, up and down, up and down trying to prepare for it. But I'm here to tell you, it was not enough training. Yeah, the I think the first day that I worked on the steps I did 10 sets and you know I about threw up and <laughs> I got done needless to say we got better but it was nothing compared to what the Grand Canyon training yeah, should get have in, been get in shape get out there and walk around walk you know do some nice hikes if you can and for sure try to do some um, hikes that involve going uphill and downhill you do ready. not want to do this unprepared because well, I have a bad knee, and so going downhill hurts me, so I wore my knee brace. The other thing we did was use hiking sticks. That's right. Hiking sticks help you with, they say like it takes off like 30% of the pressure off your knees. So hiking sticks, going down, lots of steps, but just lots of downhill walking. And I made a huge mistake. I actually had a pair of hiking boots that I've had for years that I love. They fit me perfectly. But to do this type of hiking, I should have had boots that were at least a half size, if not a whole size bigger, because I, I lost toenails. It, was, it really was hard, the going down for me. Yeah, 24 kilometers of downhill, your foot goes to the front of your boot, and it, it's a lot of pressure on it. It wasn't painful that weekend. It was painful, you know, yeah, When afterwards. your toenail fell off, that <laughs> yeah, was a little yeah, gross. Yeah, that was, we don't need to talk about that. Okay, we walked down the South Kaibab. It, it was a good hike. It's beautiful scenery. But what amazed me was you would look down and say, oh, yeah, there's the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And you would get there, and it wasn't it. It was like another sub-canyon. So it just kept going down and down and down. It was beautiful, though. And I want to talk about going down. There are stations for water, a few, and there are a few toilets on the way down, but there's not a lot. And the other thing you need to remember is that we overpacked our packs. We did not read up enough about Phantom Ranch to realize we brought down um, things like towels and things. You don't need that. Phantom Ranch actually supplies towels and bedding. So that would have lightened our packs. Use the KISS method for packing. Keep it simple, stupid, because the more you carry, the harder it is. But the big thing about a hike like this is you walk 10, 12, 15 steps. Make sure you look up because it's beautiful. Every place, every step we took, you have to watch your feet so you don't fall. But if you don't remember to look up, you're going to miss out on the most beautiful That's landscape. True. You don't want to trip. But yeah, the it's beyond 
belief how beautiful it is. So we get all the way down. We go down the South Kaibab. It took us about nine hours. Yeah, I forget. I didn't know Phantom Ranch was going to be as cool as it was. It's like a, there's a river running down there, but it's like a little oasis. There's trees. There's these bunkhouses. There's a little store where we could buy beer. Thank you. And a cafe. But you can't just go into the cafe and eat dinner. Right. You got to plan ahead. Exactly. You have to have reservations for your meals. So we actually just took down some noodles ramen and we cooked our own little bit of food right there. We we had a great meal. One of the best parts for me down in Phantom Ranch was all this pounding on my feet. My feet got really hot and so I soaked them in the river. And Oh, that felt so good. The other thing I was amazed at was the age of the people that were staying at Phantom Ranch. There were a lot of people our age and older. They were. I, I thought some of them were probably in their 60s or so and making multiple oh. trips down over their lifetime. I think there were some in you know 70s, and we actually met a man, and we'll talk about him later, in his 80s that was on the trail. But the dormitory that Susie and I were staying in, we actually had a group of ladies. I think there were six of them because you could sleep 10 people in these dormitories. These six ladies, this was their third trip to Phantom Ranch. They do it every 10 years so they started in their 40s they did it in their 40s their 50s and their 60s and it was really cool to hear their story so a good night in the dormitory guys in one girls in the other and nobody snored too bad next day we headed out and we go up to the bright angel trail now that's rated at about 28.5 kilometers which craig i don't know used his gps and had it at about 13 miles but it's uphill the whole way For me, that was tougher than going downhill a lot. You know, downhill is hard on your toes and knees. Uphill is hard on your lungs. Yeah, it was like, go 15 steps, stop and breathe. Go 15 steps. And everybody was very patient with me, so thank you. You did better than that. Well, it was a challenge, but it was, again, you have to make sure you stop and look around. So those breath times are a good time to stop and look around. Uh, About halfway up, there's a place called Indian Garden Campground, and there's water and restrooms there. You'll see a lot of people. You know, you hear these stories of these people who get lost in the Grand Canyon. If you stay on the trails that you're supposed to stay on, you'll do just fine. And what's so cool is you also see how other people do the Grand Canyon because the mule rides are going through at this point, too. They take mules down every day to supplies and mail to Phantom Ranch, and then they bring them back up. They bring the trash out, but they also, you can hire mule rides going down, which, I don't know, it would be a lot easier on your legs, but boy, that's a lot of wobbling. I think next time we'll go down and then mule out. Helicopter, baby. We're (laughs) helicoptering. Okay, so we, we come up Bright Angel, and we get to the top, and we have... We have succeeded. It was a long, long day. Do you remember the old man we passed? That is the guy in the 80s that we were talking about. We were so proud of ourselves. There was this old dude that walking along and we're passing him like, golly, yeah, we're passing him. And we finally, we'd pass him and we'd stop and rest. He'd pass us. We'd pass him. He'd pass us. We finally stopped and talked to him and he was 83. And he says, yeah, I'm just, I just went down partway and I wanted to come back up. He was going to the Indian Garden campground and come back up so 
if you see my wife at the top there, tell her I'm, I'm doing all right. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, yeah, I'm 83. And I my eyes about popped out of my head. And then we found out he had just done a mini triathlon three days prior to that. So wow. hats off to that oct- octogerian. I Octa- uh, can't say the word. But anyway, I hope I'm kicking like that in my 80s. Yeah, we all, that was a great lesson for all four of us. We were like, that's what we want to be. Yep, goals. Once we got to the top, it was a huge feeling of success doing a down-up, and I can't tell you how fulfilled I was to get that one off my bucket list, because it's really not one you want to put off into your retirement too long. And we were all, you know, we got down and up without any, you know, big problems. That's always a wonderful thing. Because they do tell you, you know, evacuations are pretty tough in the Grand Canyon. The next day we take off, we're going to go and start heading towards Zion National, because our friends there had talked to us about a different, yeah, a different hike that was now on my bucket list. But before we did that, I had told them in the car ride, I said, I have found this really cool place on Pinterest. Oh, Lord, Pinterest. I know, but Pinterest has got some great ideas, and it's also got some really neat things to, to look at when you're, you're trying to figure out a new place to visit. And it was called Antelope Canyon. The amazing thing about getting back to her Pinterest kick, which she spends way too much time on, is we've talked to people in these various places and countries, and because of sites and social media and things like Pinterest, travelers are finding these out-of-the-way places, and the crowds are becoming big. Yeah, and Antelope Canyon was definitely one of those. But when you just, if you ever get on the page Arizona you have or if you're close to it you have to make the trip to Antelope Canyon it's a a series of canyons that are carved out of sandstone yeah red sandstone and it's it's a washout you know it's erosion essentially that you know water rains up upstream and it comes down through these things and it's this red sandstone and there's an upper and a lower, and I forget which one we did. We did the more strenuous of them because you got to do some ladders and squeeze through some tight areas. But it's truly one of the more beautiful places I've ever seen oh, in this I, world. I think it's, yeah, it ranks up there at the top too. But, and it's so cool. You actually feel like you're a Mars. I don't know. The, the rocks are just beautiful. We should put some up on the uh, website. We'll, we'll put a picture up on the website. It, it was really one of my favorite places to visit. I would go back and do that again in a minute. It's an easy day trip because you you go in there you pay your money to get into the indian reservation and then they have a nice visitor center and they have guides that take you out there because they don't want you going out on your own because people have died there when it rains and everything flash flooding but it's it's a beautiful area it's i don't know 20 bucks well spent to see one of the more beautiful places you'll ever see yeah once you're there you'll want to try to find another one like that that might be not so popular well that's fine it's you got to stay safe i know okay so we head off from antelope canyon we head to zion national park once again reservations even in october these places fill up and if you don't get a reservation there you're going to be outside the park in some little private campground, which I don't think are as good. So our friends had been to Angel's Landing in Zion, and they had told us about it. And after they told us about it, it was like, now this is on my bucket list. I want to do this. This was a hike that took me completely out of my element. Yeah, she was way out of her comfort zone. Angel's Landing is, you go up this nice trail. Most of it's like 
I don't know, asphalt and stuff like that, but they call it the switchbacks, and you go back and forth and back and it, forth. It was and back. it was a hike. It was a hike. You're going up, and then you get it to the top there, and you're going to go out to Angel's Landing. Well, there's a ranger there who says, you know, the views are just as beautiful here as they are out there, so if you don't want to risk it, you know, stay here and just enjoy it and, and go and there, down. There's even a sign that tells you how many people have died that year. Yeah, I think three had died the year we were there. And I'm like, oh, do I want to do this? But I did. I wanted to do this. And Craig and Susie were so good about encouraging us, you know, we can do this. This is something you can do. You just did you just did the Grand Canyon. You can do this. So it's this huge trail that goes up to the very top of the mountain, the peak. Well, it's a, it's a knife edge that right. drops off on both sides that you know some places get pretty thin and they have these chains like log chains drilled into the wall for you to hang on to so you just kind of hand over hand and sometimes you're meeting people that are coming down and i mean it's chest to chest passing you you're literally going through a lot of places where if you were to slip and fall you're going 500 feet you're dead Oh, and what was really cool, too, is right before we stopped or started going there, we stopped and the guide told us, look up there, we saw a California condor. Yeah, there's not many of those in the world, and it was beautiful to see one just soaring out there. But you see all these people doing this Angel's Landing. We saw people older than us, yes. probably in their 60s. A lot of kids. A lot of millennials. Yeah, mm-hmm. some kids. I saw one dude with his baby on his backpack. Never would happen. Did not <laughs> agree. I probably would have uh, done it, but oh. it was. it's a butt squeezer going yeah, out there. Yeah, it really was out of my comfort zone. There were times when, you know, I'm not, a scare, I'm not scared of heights at all, but when I would look down, you'd almost get dizzy. Yeah. Well, I always told my daughters, my daughters used to be scared of heights. And I said, it's not the fall that'll kill you. It's just that quick stop at the bottom. It, it was amazing. We got up to the top. It took us about, would you say, about half hour? Yeah, 45. Half hour, yeah. 45 minutes to do that last part of the climb. Got up to the top, and there was a bunch of people up there just relaxing. We took some pictures, had Gotta lunch. Got to do your selfies. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. And the... The thought that you made it to the very top of this mountain was amazing. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. Look it up on YouTube. There's some uh, great videos on YouTube called Angels Landing. And these guys will show it to you. You're walking on this trail that drops off on both sides. It's 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 a butt squeezer. And then but, you have to go back down the same way. And the Yeah, and the YouTube doesn't do it justice. Oh, it was really, really cool. But we made it. We had a great time. Um, hung around Zion there a little bit for what a day or two. Yeah, it was great. Do some camping little trip. hikes, and then we were heading back home. Yeah, we had a wonderful, wonderful camping hiking adventure. This was not what you call a high dollar trip because, you know, you're camping. I forget what that costs. You can look it up. National parks. We did a couple hotels, and we don't stay in the high end, but the low end. Not not the low, low end, but we stay in mediocre hotels. And um, other than that, the camping, you know, we had tents. We've always had tents, sleeping bags. You don't need the high end backpacking stuff because we didn't do big backpacking. Just make sure you have good shoes and good poles. All your equipment. I highly suggest, you know, get to wherever you buy it from. Patagonia, Columbia, whatever. You want good clothes. You want good equipment. You don't have to go crazy on it, but you want good stuff. And maybe stuff that you'll use again. Oh, if you, once you, know? you do a trip like this, you'll definitely do it again. 
All in all, this was a great trip. I highly recommend Bottom of the Grand Canyon. I wouldn't put it off too late. I would get moving on it, you know, because it's a tough one to do, but there were a lot of healthy people down there doing it. And remember, you don't have to hike. You can ride a mule all the way down there, too. Yeah, there's numerous ways, depending on what you want to do, but I don't know. We had a little bit of an ego problem. We wanted to hike it. We're going to end our podcast now, but Kurt, what's your you betcha I'm going to do it again thing? My you betcha would be having something on my bucket list, like getting to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and doing it. I mean, I'm a big bucket list guy. I love checking things off my list. And yeah, that's my you betcha I'd do it again, probably within the next 10 years. Okay. Okay, Cindy, we had a long trip. What's your oh hell no, I ain't doing that again. I am never, ever, ever, ever going to hike in my comfy boots. I am going to buy a new set of boots. Well, you got to have comfortable boots. Yes, but I'm going to buy a set of boots that is a size larger because my toes suffered. Half size to a size and yeah, maybe two pair of wool socks or something like that. Definitely. All right. That was our trip. I hope you enjoyed coming along with us. We'll be dropping more episodes coming up. we got lots of guests lined up to interview, so we hope you enjoy this podcast. Yeah, tell your friends, and if you have a good story, let us know. Contact us on our website. AdventureRetired.com, or you can contact us at AdventureRetired at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. I love you, Cindy. Love you more. Love you more.